There's loads of other texts coming in. And lots of texts coming in about cannabis, by the way, about legalising cannabis. And so far, the majority of people are saying yes. But the reason I'm going to talk about it is a group of 20 doctors said the campaign of misinformation has led to a sharp increase in the number of cannabis users in Ireland and has warned against liberating the drug for recreational use. The Taoiseach Leo Varadkar last year confirmed a working group was considering decriminalising the drug and that we're reviewing jurisdictions like Canada, for example, where cannabis has already been legalised for recreational purposes. Senior doctors from Cannabis Risk Alliance, however, said the dangers, including the the increased risk of development of severe mental disorders, particularly psychosis, were being ignored. And that's a fact, by the way. Psychosis is a fact. And anybody who thinks it isn't is on another planet because it is a fact. The group said the government was sleepwalking its way into supporting its use. In a letter published in the Irish Times today, it said there is a growing scientific data that indicates that cannabis use in young people is related to impairments to memory and thinking which can endure long after cannabis use has been ceased. Cannabis is now the most common drug involved in new treatment of episodes of addiction services nationally. Cannabis is also the most common substance involved in drug-related admissions to our psychiatric hospitals. Cannabis smoke contains uh, some cocktails of carcinogens, toxins, as a tobacco smoke and therefore it is it must be assumed that it brings all the medical risks associated with smoking cigarettes and the latter of course suggests parties uh, with a commercial and legislative agenda have grossly distorted the spread of information around the drug's medicinal use and that the use of the drugs uh, the drug has increased due to the propaganda campaign now I think what they're suggesting there is by suggesting we should do, in, introduce it for medicinal purposes it's kind of getting the conversation starting that we should bring it in for recreational use um, anyway, they go on to say the proportion of people of our, in Ireland who see it as harmless has doubled from 10.1% in 2011 to 19.5%. Obviously, the campaign is working and the group has begun a campaign for an unbiased examination of the evidence about cannabis use and cannabis-related health harms in Ireland and a comprehensive public education campaign. Such comments have angered medicinal cannabis campaigners Vera Toomey and also TD Gino Kenny. Um, uh, mind you, I don't see why they're getting so angry about it because they're not talking about that. They're talking about it for recreational purposes. Anyway, there has been a huge push to legalise cannabis for recreational purposes. So let's be clear, there are a few who would object to cannabis for medicinal use, but that's not what's really being pushed. This, I suppose, liberal agenda is pushing this wonderful world where we live, uh, where cannabis would be able to be bought freely in shops and smoked on the streets. And I don't know whether that's something you would like to see in Ireland. Amsterdam, I suppose. Let me know what you think. Do you think cannabis should be legalised for recreational purposes, knowing what we know about cannabis use and the problems it brings? I mean, for example, I mean, it's like when you smoke cannabis, it's like smoking a cigarette. You are inhaling it and it has all the same problems, I suppose, that smoking a cigarette has. And anybody who says it hasn't, well, obviously hasn't done all the research. So clearly, you know, that's one way that it does cause a problem. If, for example, cigarettes had been developed, um, you know, tomorrow, for example, for the first time, and Walter Raleigh imported them, which he did in the UK for the very first time, and tried to sell them to us, we would say, absolutely not. We're not legalising that. That's dangerous because we know what the harm that cigarettes do. Um, You could probably say the same about alcohol, by the way. Pure forms of alcohol could probably kill you. Alcohol directly and indirectly kills more people than cigarettes, but yet we legalise that as well. So do we really want to give the green light to another addiction or another problem that we have in society? And then it won't stop at cannabis. We'll start on Class A drugs next. We want to legalise them. So, do you think cannabis should be legalised for recreational purposes? Yes or no? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 87 8 I'm going to get all the tokers on tonight. James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? How's it going, Al? Are you a toker? I'm not, not an ex-toker. I used to... Yeah, not anymore. Well, I did, I did. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Between the age of 18 and 20, uh, I smoked cannabis. Um, I think it's a regret, I'll be honest with you. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, you don't really get much from it, you know. Like, and like, it I got stupid from it. That's why I stopped. Yeah. It damages your short-term memory. Now, I don't think it's long-term memory damage, but I think it's just short-term. Uh, I don't know if it's physically addictive or if it's a psychological addiction. Psychological probably more yeah. so than anything else. Well, I yeah, mean, so. well, if you're smoking it, I imagine if you're using tobacco as well, you know, and what have you. Yeah, you tobacco's do. addictive, yeah. yeah. There is a physical addiction there. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody, um, nobody, I imagine, would smoke it pure, you know. Yeah, no, I'm kind of in the middle of the road, right? We can just talk about the pros and cons, I suppose. Um, the weed over here, I think the reason we're having psychotic episodes is because there's an imbalance in the chemicals. So there's such, <clears throat> you have CBD and THC, and THC is what gets you high. Mm-hmm. CBD is what the so-called cannabis brigade say is good for, you know, uh, inflammation and anxiety, etc. Yeah, yeah, but the jury <clears throat> is out on even that. Now, don't get me wrong, I know people have anecdotal stories. But from what I've read online, there is no actual scientific data or evidence that that CBD oil actually does actually. I'm seeing these stands popping up in shopping centres all over the place mm. now selling CBD oil. And now, I know my uncle is a paramedic, okay? Yeah. And he says a lot of his older, let's say, regulars, okay, they don't get in the ambulance a lot, do use cannabis for arthritis, etc. And they claim it helps them. Yeah, possibly. But, but, but they use it in edible form, not smoke form. Yeah, I, I'm sure it probably has some kind of pain relief factors. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, because it is a mild sedative, isn't it? Like, yeah. it belongs in that branch of drug. So, like, the way I look at it is this, right? You can, we can talk about the illegal trade and, and how that would benefit us if we legalised it, and then the pros and cons that would come from that. My big worry is we'd legalise it, and then some clever clogs would come along and slap a load of tax on it, still incentivising the illegal sale. So what I'd prefer to see is where someone would have the right to grow one plant. <clears throat> well, isn't that what they've done in some places where you can grow... Th- is it Canada where you can grow three plants? Mm, because then that means we're taking it out of the sale. There's no incentive. There's no financial gain to be made in the money side of it. Because if you look you're still going to have people buying hash. But if you look at right, the legal side... Because you can't of, produce that yourself. You have to manufacture mm, that. Yeah. Mm, well, the biggest um, black market drugs are alcohol and cigarettes, even though they're the most widely available. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the illegal drug trade when it comes to these kind of you know, cannabis, cocaine, heroin, what's actually financially propping her up is cannabis. Yeah, but Massively, I, I, it's one of the most sold drugs. So if you could pull that rug from underneath our feet, maybe we'd kill massive amounts of the drug trade. Now, I wouldn't like to go Amsterdam style. I was in Amsterdam two weeks ago for one of my friend's birthdays, and I was walking by. There was a smoke cafe on one side, and then there was a, a little coffee diner place on the opposite side of each other, right, left and right of each other. And there was a guy standing stand outside smoking that cannabis, this sort of little smoking area. And then there was two schoolgirls right next door eating their dinner. And I just thought that was very uncomfortable. Just to, You could smell all over the street. Just, I mean, there's an argument that prohibition does, this kind of argument that comes up with all the time, that prohibition doesn't work. But that still doesn't make me want to legalise it. That doesn't mean you should give in. For example, you know, prohibition doesn't work for heroin because people still get it and still get off their box and still die. Right, but that doesn't mean we should but that doesn't mean we should legalise it just because prohibition doesn't work. And exactly and I agree. Because prohibition does still curtail it. Because you're not allowed to go in, let's say, and get a box of sulfidine, okay? That has codeine in it, right? Highly addictive. Yeah. I can't go in and get just get that to take for fun. Just Mm. to get over my head. I can take it for a medical reason. So I can't really understand their argument there when they say they want to legalise for recreational. Oh, but it's good for medical properties. Mm-hmm. You know, they're sort of just jumping on that bandwagon. I don't mind for... Well, this know, is why I don't understand why Vera Tumian and Gino Kenny were getting all up in arms about this today. 
uh, because I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I agree. We supported Vera Toomey when she was on the air and, you know, in relation to her daughter. And she said, and she only has her own anecdotal evidence, that it, it does make her daughter feel better who has a profound illness. So I, I completely agree with that. And if it works for her, it works. And that's fine. Mm. You know, well, I don't believe there's any scientific evidence that it works. But if it works for her and there's evidence there from her own daughter that it works, well, well and good. But in relation to recreational purposes, these doctors, 20 doctors, who know more than me and you, yeah, I mean, no, they have the evidence there that, you know, they talk about cannabis is now the most common mm-hmm. drug involved in new treatment episodes of addiction services nationally. Mm-hmm. Cannabis is also the most common substance involved in drug-related admissions to our psychiatric hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cannabis is also uh, causing right. increased risk of development of severe mental disorders, particularly psychosis. I mean, they're all facts. Oh, no, of course. So, so of why, course, would, you, why would you want to legalise something that causes all those no. problems? Well, you see, I'm, as I said, middle of the road, pros and cons that come along with it. I would, you see, it's the THC, the CBD imbalance that creates the psychological issues. Because, right, so you have to artificially grown weed, okay? It doesn't get natural sunlight. So therefore it has a lesser CBD because it needs the sunlight to get the CBD into the plant. So, and the way that they're messing with the genetics of the seeds now, they're producing about 30% THC, which is probably three times the traditional levels of, you know, the original cannabis that were grown on the side of the road in certain regions of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's a much more potent variation. It's like comparing lager to whiskey. Do you understand? Right. I know, I get you, I get you. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's very dubious the way they're sort of painting this argument, the, you know, the pro-cannabis side, because they're not actually being fully honest. Okay, you know, so, because, bo- so bottom line, James, you know, Leo Varadkar sent a working group off to examine this and consider the decriminalisation of the drug, which is essentially legalising, if you're decriminalising. Um, mm-hmm. So what should happen? What do you believe should happen? He's looking at jurisdictions like Canada. And I believe the reason it happened in Canada was because of uh, public pressure. It was well, a lobby. See, it was nothing to do with scientific evidence. No, well, you see, it's the cat out of the bike here, now, because as far as I'm aware, most of the cannabis is grown here. And Canada, and, <clears> to be honest with you, Canada's got to shit anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look, Canada. Well, when it comes to legislation and when it comes to the way they're, you know, the way they've become so liberal, it's turned into a nonsense. Well, you see, that guy got that country okay. Had a balanced deficit. Yes, the books were balanced. Mm. Now, when he's hopefully leaving office in this election, I really hope he leaves for their sake more than anything. It's going to take forty years to balance the books again. Yeah, well, he was the one who said you can't say manhole anymore. It has, or no, no, you can't say mankind. It's person kind. He's, a, he's ridiculous. So, so now he's you know. Ridiculous. Now you know what we're dealing with there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's just riding on the coattails of his father more than anything. He mm. was what a part-time drama teacher. Had no real political affiliation. You know, I genuinely just think he used his father's name <clears throat> to get into uh, the halls of power. Yeah. But, but anyway, back to the kind of story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, well, well, the latest thing he did in Canada, by the way, he brought in legislation that if you don't support your child who wants to change their gender, uh, mm. you could go to jail. Yeah, and I, and as far as I know, they've already there's two cases that have already been before the courts in Canada. And that. Yeah, so they're, 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 so, now, has, so let me know what Canada's like. Canada's a mess. Yeah, yeah. And as far as I know, they're on the verge of um, a bit of financial trouble. I think uh, housing market supposedly. Right. Okay. Supposedly. Okay. We'll let them at it. So, yeah. so, get, so getting back to Ireland, should Leo's working group turn around and say decriminalise? I, I, I would like to go down the route where a person could grow one plant for personal use. So I wouldn't like to see it for sale in the streets. And I think illegal sale, it's just all the shit but, that but goes then, that. Well, then you're saying to legalise it. But personal use, Niall, I'm talking growing one plant, right? When you look at the illegal drugs trade we're talking about now, okay? <clears throat> we are talking about cannabis, <clears throat> cocaine, heroin. Sorry, my mic. <clears throat> you have sorry, a frog going sorry. on there, yeah. 
sorry, my voice, my voice. Um, right, and you look at the Kinahans, etc. Right, mm-hmm. those guys are making mass amounts of money from the cannabis trade now. Right, mm-hmm. they are growing it in the country now. The cat is out of the bag. The cat is out of the bag. We're no longer policing at the ports anymore. Well, but say, well, hang on, we'll stay there for a second because let me just go to Catherine as well because Catherine, you're on classic. Yeah, say you Catherine. Just, I want to say two things. Firstly, um, what um, James said in the beginning, you know, about it being grown artificially and therefore it's um, not as, you know, what it was, say, 30 or 40 years ago. I, I, I can't remember all he said, but what he said makes perfect sense. And he's so knowledgeable, it amazes me. And by the way, James, can I just say congratulations on your son? I know he's about five year, months old now, is he? <laughs> Yeah, he's both seven now. Thank you. Thank you. Seven. No, Thank you. Yeah, she I was giving out, James, she gave out to me the other night. She gave out to me the other night because I didn't congratulate. Did you not congratulate James on the birth of his son? And I said, I don't even remember him saying he had a son, but there you go. Congratulations, I'll send James. you a picture, and I'll send you a picture. All right, James. He's a <laughs> But, no, I'm, uh, you know, I mean, between a lot of your callers on the line over the last few months that you really highlighted this, and for that I want to thank you because, I mean, I'm learning... You know, that uh, I thought when I spoke about that the last time, that perhaps, um, not that people didn't believe me, but that I was getting it wrong. But, I mean, I just listened to James now, and and he's saying that um, the way it's grown now, as opposed to many years ago, um, is is completely different. So I, I am correct. He says there's more potent versions being developed, yes. The yeah. chemical makeup of it is completely different to the original strain. Yes, it is. Right, it is. right, right. I mean, you know, um, and, and as for that um, Canadian fellow, you know, and then Leah Varadkar has sort of paid attention to him. So the two of them compare socks. I mean, what sort of fucking idiots have we run in countries <laughs> like Canada? Well, they are like clones of each other, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, but, absolutely, but, yeah. you know. But in saying that, would you like to see uh, these doctors, a group of 20 doctors that said they're starting a campaign um, of, uh, they believe there's a campaign of misinformation in Ireland at the moment which is trying to liberate the drug uh, for recreational use and they've given uh, they wrote a letter to the Irish Times today and they're starting a whole campaign on the media to basically tell people how dangerous it is to even suggest that we legalise it for recreational purpose do, do you Oh I'm so, I, I, I'm so thankful to these doctors because I mean we need people like that I mean my voice is not um, important enough to, to you know these 20 doctors who are um, what you have just said, it, it, it is so important to, to, to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, because my son, you know, I, you know, you, you talked about it before. He has, a pro- he has a problem and, with cannabis use. Yes. And, and, uh, and it was Peter and um, Sean and um, uh, the other James, the elderly James, who, you know, I mean, James, the elderly, James, the older James said that uh, it should be spoken about more in the doll. Now, can I, can, can I just say to you, can you imagine, right, I take um, 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 a split, is that what they call it? Split. Uh, of, and then I decide <laughs> to go out in my car, right? And I sort of say, oh, there's a car in front of me. Ah, cool, man, you know, I'll just sort of bang into the back and what, what difference it make? I mean, you can't go around smoking and live a normal day's life if you're on... But that's illegal road. anyway. It's illegal for you to, you know, to smoke, you know, drugs and, and drive a car. Well, but you just say they want to legalise it. No, but I'm just saying it's illegal to mm. do that anyway. Yeah, but if it was legal, could I do that? Well, no, no, you can't. Sort of no, 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 no. no, because it's illegal. Uh, it's illegal no, anyway. No, crazily enough, no, that actually only came... What, when was that? Last year? Like last year. Last up? year, yeah. Up until then, it was not fine, obviously, but it was... They have a little chart. I, 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 I believe they have a little chart of the size of your iris. 
and they can tell by the size of your iris with this little chart if you've been smoking dope. Is it not a saliva test now? No, no they do that at the roadside. I don't think it's saliva. Mm. I think it's a chart. It's by your iris, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe that's just my ignorance. Well, stay there for a second, please, Catherine and James. Uh, let me go to Sean. Sean, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Sean? Hey, how's it going now? Hey, Sean, you'd know a bit more about this than I would, probably. I just, <laughs> I just, I just got to say, before you get in, I just, I, that's hilarious hearing Catherine talking about splits. I just, <laughs> my, my sides are splitting here. That's awesome. <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine Catherine. Like <laughs> you can just imagine Catherine pass me another split. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, I mean, sorry, getting back. Sean, how do they test roadside? Is it? With a, it's your iris, isn't it? You, I've never been. I've been tested. Oh, they do a saliva test, do they? Sorry, I've been tested for alcohol in this country, but I was under the impression that it would be uh, probably if they what they the, inter, the legislation introduced last year was you could actually be if it was any cannabinoids were found in your system where it can last because it's a for days. Lipid, it's a lipid. It's fat based, so it can stay in your system up to a month, which I thought was pretty unfair for those of us who go to countries where it's legal and then fly home, but uh, as far yeah, as okay. I know... Well, Ashton just, Ashton just said to me that she thinks it's saliva anyway, so... Okay, gotta be slow. okay but we're moving back to the topic. Okay. 20 doctors have started this campaign. They're called the Cannabis Risk Alliance. They published a letter in the Irish Times today, and they said they're starting a, a media campaign to inform people, they say, of un, with unbiased information. Right. Because they believe the government is sleepwalking its way into supporting its use. Sleepwalking is a strange term, but as long as the information actually is unbiased and it's accurate, I don't see a problem with them. Uh, they're, they're pushing for that. I, I'm a believer in all sorts of human freedom, including freedom to put whatever I want in my body, as well as freedom to speak my mind and say what I want. So I'd be a bit hypocritical if I had a problem with them. You know, that's what they want to do. That's well, you do have the freedom to put whatever you want in your body. It's just certain things that you put in your body might be illegal. Yeah. Well, that's not Including prescription freedom. drugs, if you don't have a prescription for it. Yeah, I was going to say it's not really. A, that's not. Re- I, I sort of implied, and there's a the freedom to do something without legal penalty. That's sort of implied. Well, no, we, we 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 can't do that because we have a society that we have well, a duty yeah, I, to protect. In, 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 yeah, in the same sense that I have the freedom to get in my car and drive down to Dublin now and, and, and put an ice pick through your skull. I mean, I have the freedom to do that, but I would be facing a legal penalty at the end of the day. It's a pretty nasty sure. thing to do, an ice pick. I'm just thinking as well. You know, I I don't, I'd have to buy an ice pick first. I don't have one handy. That's very so. mafia style, isn't it? <laughs> well, hey, the doozy, go to put an ice pick in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it, I'm looking at some of the stuff that they've said in their in the Irish Times. Mm. Cannabis is the most common drug involved in new treatment episodes of addiction centres nationally. I, I've read that statistic before, Sean. It is a factual statistic. Are they including ethyl alcohol on that list? Uh, I, I don't know, but they're doctors, so I'm assuming they are. Cannabis uh-huh. is also the most common substance involved in drug-related admissions to our psychiatric hospitals. Now, 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 people, when they say, you know, I, I, I've read, I didn't read the whole letter. That I'm still trying to find it, actually. was looking for it when you guys called here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, from what I was reading of the synopsis of the letter, uh, it wasn't actually, you know, that they're, they're saying that other people are saying that it's harmless. And I'm like, okay, who's saying it's harmless? I, that I would have a problem with because even I don't smoke weed anymore, but as you know, I, I have. Or dabbled. Before that. Yeah, if I remember rightly, Sean, you were on the air live from Amsterdam one night yeah, off your Bicky. Couple yeah, of years I remember ago, that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, it's. It, it's you know, lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's the cannabis. The cannabis is done. It's the long term. It's the long term effects. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being harmless. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a bit. That's a bit silly. I've been in uh, 
I, I was, I'm a recovering alcoholic, as I think I've told you guys before a few times. But uh, in my, you know, my first uh, group therapy sessions, most of the people, it was uh, some combination of alcohol and cannabis. And I know that was the combination with me. And uh, I know not just from my own experience, but from other friends that, you know, cannabis, it's a, it's a serious, you know, psychoactive substance. And it's certainly not for everybody. Uh, I have one of my friends back in America, he, he wanted to to hang out with his stoner friends, me and some other people. He just couldn't keep up. He he would literally turn green and he would go puke. I mean, some people get really paranoid. Some people make them physically ill. Some people get really stupid. Yeah, yeah, I, people, I, I know a lot of people get stupid, stupid to begin with, and then it takes the you know whatever little restraints they have. I've had I've had a few stoner friends in my day, and I remember one guy I used to work with. He was a real stoner. He was constantly smoking. But everything was like, oh, yeah, man, right, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, whenever, like, yeah. And I'm going, this guy's just going to fall off the edge of the planet if he, he's so yeah, cool. But, but, but let's be fair now. Was this guy, you know, a, a rocket scientist? No, he wasn't. Smoking? He wasn't yeah. the most academic man in the world. But he probably could have been if he didn't smoke his brains out. Yeah, He's been smoking since he was, like, 10, probably, you know? Every one of your archetypal stoners you're going to point to, I could point, point to, you know, Carl Sagan or, you know, Michael Phelps or Bill Gates or, you know, whatever, or the last three presidents of the United States. Yeah, but, yeah, but... Bill Gates is not still probably smoking, you know, 10 spliffs a day. He probably was no, in the early no. days. So was, you Back know. in the 70s, yes, yeah. when he was you know, creatively starting up his enterprise, yeah. Mm. Well, yes, it, it's as somebody, again, who has had experience consuming it extensively. It's not something that generally lends itself to hard work habits, but certainly if you need to get creative with your thinking, it can certainly assist with that. Some people do. I know I know some people back in America, they work in, you know, auto body shops or their mechanics and they, they whatever. I'm, I'm not a mechanically inclined person myself, but for some of them, it, it really helps them work. They can, they use their mm. spatial abilities. They can really, you know, picture the whole engine. Well, they get like spidey working. senses. No, they they, they <laughs> just, you know, they, it, it, it helps them visualize the problem a bit better sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, James. Wait, you're going to talk about spidey senses. No, no, no. No, I, I was just saying, um, like, it's kind of bizarre that it has a culture around it, the cannabis culture. You know, like, there's no other drug out there that is really, you know, painted in such a way that it comes with, you know, the whole talk, the whole swagger, the, what would you say? Like, it's very prevalent in America, Sean, isn't well, it, that, the whole cannabis because, culture? That's because of all the uptight squares. Of course you're going to have a, an opposition to that. You're going to have a... Yes, but, okay, okay, so should there be, let's say, um, a pill culture? It's still a drug. I America can't understand is, this. America stuff. is a pill culture. <clears throat> yes, but, yeah, no, but, than... yes, but hidden. But I'm saying it's open. Like it's sort of like it's a thing that they flaunt. That it's some kind of good thing that a large percentage of the population need cannabis to get through their daily life. Yeah, but you, yeah, you just mentioned, you just uh, mentioned no. pills there. I just have to add that, you know, in the United States loses about 60,000 people a year now to yeah, drug Yes, I know, yeah. N- I none know, of those are none yeah. of those are cannabis, actually. Like, but, they're te- but they're technically not legal. I mean, well, they are legal to the point that you have to have a prescription for them. So they're only legal, but they're controlled and regulated, even though, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to disagree with you, the control and regulation right, is not very so good. And that doesn't give you any pause for the e- efficacy of any legislation to be proposed that maybe, if you know, people still find a way around it. All you're doing is putting money in the hands of criminals by keeping it illegal. Yeah, sorry. So you want to say something, Catherine? Yeah, I... I, You want to split? It's it's a thought. (laughs) It's a thought. You know, uh, you you said that Vera, to me, was sort of um, promoting it and all that. But campaigning for for medicinal purposes, yeah. Yeah, but but perhaps... I mean, I don't know. I hear words like CDP. I don't know all these sort of words. THC is the one, yeah. Yeah. 
maybe for her child who is epileptic, you know that they destroy, they um, extract some of the. Well, that, but that's particles and and, and uh, you know. Yeah, well, that, 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 no, that's exactly what she's looking for: THC oil, which which is for her child for medicinal purposes. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what well, I, that's I don't what think anybody would have an issue with legalizing it for that purpose. Exactly. CBD, well, that, that's CBD what I'm saying. Like, it is it is a plant, and it is a pure plant. I'm sure in in, in its in its purity, I believe that it can be used for health. I gotta correct that. I'm sorry. The THC is the psychoactive component. It's really yeah, I know, but 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 Vera Toomey's case, the CBD, which is legal in this country, wasn't good enough. She needed. Okay. That's why she was importing the other stuff and breaking the law. Right, I'm just saying to distinguish the two there. The general the that's, yeah. that, that's the active. That's what <clears throat> when you're in a when you're in a coffee mm. shop in Amsterdam, they're advertising the THC. Well, that well, that's what she needed. She needed the THC, and and from what I believe, according to her own reports, it certainly helped her daughter to have less seizures. Mm-hmm. Okay. For whatever I reason. I can accept that. Okay. But yeah. again, that's not really what we're talking no, about. No, it's not. It's not. And I, and I don't know why I think Vera got involved in the conversation today, and so did uh, Gino, who supported her at the time from People Before Profit, uh, Gino Kenny. But I don't know why they're getting all worked up about Maybe it. Because I, can, I can conjecture that perhaps they're worried about a backlash against the, the legalized for recreational movement that'll end up with medicinal use also being recriminalized. Maybe that's mm-hmm. guessing. Maybe but, that's what they're worried about. Nile. Yes. No, but, but, but you see, this is perhaps because I'm not knowledgeable on all of this. I I have learned something tonight from James, and obviously Sean seems to know an awful lot about this as well. And and therefore, it is important that the likes of me um, listen to people like um, your callers here tonight and Peter, for example, and uh, mm-hmm. that we listen so that we can uh, hopefully learn a bit. And I remember and form your own opinion. The last then yes. So, I but I remember Sean the last time he spoke when I was um, rather emotional, and Sean did say that perhaps my son has um, other problems. You oh, know yeah, that say let yeah. him, and, yeah. and, no, and, and it I is mean, true. I mean, no by that when I, I yeah, know, I know, I know that. No, but it's necessary. It doesn't matter if you offend me because it's not me that's the the the, the victim here. It's my son. So therefore, it doesn't matter what you say to me. I I just need to learn and learn. But you were right in so much as that. Um, unfortunately, when he was young, his father, um, um, uh, how do you explain? But his his um, there were, he's a twin, right? And his mm-hmm. twin is a girl. And like the father put the twin, the girl, on the pedestal where he 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 was so hard on my son and That's and I think that to deprive a son of the love of his father is 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 absolutely <laughs> excruciating for a son you know and and mm-hmm. And I think that that, that that is what led him. It may have had psychological, some sort of psychological effect, which caused him to maybe lean on something, and he uses the cannabis as some sort of crush. Exactly. Yes. It'd be surprising if it didn't have some sort yeah. of lasting effect. Being human, yeah, would. Be yeah. Okay. Well, say that. Let me just go to John as well before I wrap this up. John, you're on classic. Get Aidan, John. Hey, you know, if you John. Yeah, go on. Do you believe it should yeah, be yeah, legalized yeah. or decriminalized? Anyway. Back off the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say it's definitely not because of the experience I've had with it there when I was a teenager. Like, I'd be in my 50s now, but at the time, if smoking is playing guitars and, you know, it would really help you, did tune you into the guitar, um, et cetera, et cetera. We had a good buzz out of it. But I remember getting on a bus stand after about four years smoking it, and I thought, I'm not, I'm not joking, I thought the whole bus was talking about me upstairs. Word for word, I could hear everything. So you became yeah. paranoid? Oh, fierce paranoid. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was only, say, 20 years of age. I was actually younger. I was about 17 when it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I'd, if I'd known, like, 
even like what that last one said there would have been clued into maybe that's what was causing it. Yeah. It would have been something, but uh, yeah, geez, it was a frightening experience. And and then every time I smoked it after that, I just had the same sort of. So you gave it up? Oh, sorry, geez, I, I had to give it up. Yeah. Okay, sorry, James, what do you want to say, John? I think. Okay. Go ahead. James. Yeah, Sean. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I think you already have to have a touch of um, anxiety or paranoia in you, and then it can inflame those. Do, do you get me? I don't think it can really give you anxiety or paranoia. If you are already a paranoid or anxious person, even just in your day-to-day life, it could be even more insecure. When I was a teenager, I was as cool as to come, buddy. Mm. I, I think I think there is evidence there, James, that it can cause paranoia in people that may not normally have paranoia. Sorry, Sean, you want to say something? I as well? was going to say I had one of the worst nights of my life actually in Amsterdam about 13 years ago after eating a, a space cake that I wasn't. What's a space really cake? Sorry, pardon my ignorance. What's it's it's a, a pastry that has hash or hash oil in it. Okay. So so you you it lasts. It's a very intense eye that lasts. By the way, Sean, you're you're, you're quite knowledgeable about it. Hash, okay, which is what I was buying when I was 18 years of age. Mm. Okay, and you, this little brown stuff, which kind yep. of looked hard, okay? Yes. Um, okay, and it was called, at the time, Black Moroccan and so, all sorts of sure. different names, okay? What is that made? Is that made from the resin from cannabis? Yeah, it's from the resin. In fact, anybody who smokes the, you know, the, the leafy plants will get the, a buildup of resin in their pipe or bong or whatever as a, as a byproduct. It's, it's just the resin that's the leftover from, from pressing, you know, basically. Right, so it's uh, basically just the plant being the resin pressed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the, US, in the U.S., they hardly do any. That's mostly a, the U.S. is mostly just the 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 plant, the the, the flower, or the bud. They don't usually get into. I never. I remember really, when I was when I was eighteen, you'd walk into the you know a pub. There was a particular pub in Rohini that everybody knew about, yeah. which was raided on a regular occurrence. And you'd walked in, and there was always a guy there selling a five spot or a ten spot. Now I, I can't remember what size. Like a five spot was only, or a ten spot would be the size of an oxo cube. Hmm. You know, yeah, those were the days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> But, but I, ten pounds, yeah. But getting back to the paranoia, I, so I think I John probably did the same thing. John, did you? Where, what, what part of the world are you from, John? Dublin, is it you? Well, myself, yeah, from Kildare, yeah. Yeah. Dublin. So, but, what but were you buying? Five it, spots and ten spots. Uh, could I ask you a quick question there? Ten, yeah. If they took the THC over, would you still get the stone? No, no, no. Uh, All right, right. John, could I ask John a question? I'll. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. John, I, I heard what you said about being paranoid in the bus and you thought everyone was talking about you, etc. Can I ask you, when when you decided enough is enough, you want to stop this, was it hard to, to stop or could you just say, right, that's it, I'm not taking it anymore? Or did you find it difficult to give it up? Um, yeah, a little bit difficult, to, but, but like I had no choice. It was, it was causing me that much mental anguish. But you had the you had the 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 strength to Mm. give it up. I suppose I suppose it's like giving up cigarettes or anything like that. You know, I mean, I remember I gave it up too. So so unpleasant to take. Yeah, you just stop. You know, and I, I know the reason you're asking, Catherine, obviously because your son has a problem with with the yeah. addiction that he has to it, and you're trying to figure yeah. out a way to get him off it. Yeah. I think you have to want. The main thing is you have to want to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah well, I, I, yeah. I remember saying to my son, like, I mean, like, you know, you know, they're, they're you know. Cop in, cop out. I said, you know, you're copping out of life. You know, I mean, get, you know, that's what I said to him. Like, by taking that, you're you're camouflaging everything. You know, in life. Yeah, 
wake up 10 years later and I'm like, my God, I'm in my 40s. What the hell happened to my 30s? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, testify to I that. smoked it away. But <laughs> just, just to get back to the paranoia thing, I just wanted to add, and I, I'm not usually a – I had to disagree with James there because I wouldn't consider myself normally a paranoid or anxious person. That night, that came out of nowhere. But in yeah, hindsight yeah. – it is a powerful substance. You you, you have to you have to remember the words like of, of Dr. Timothy Leary, you know, who gets you know poo pooed nowadays. But he was he was very clear about that set and setting. When, you know, he was specifically referring to LSD when he made that statement of how important it is and how it affects the the trip that you're on. But it it would apply to especially for people who are not used to smoking cannabis or, you know, they do it infrequently, it would certainly apply. But is, what that, James said earlier on makes sense too, that, you know, if it was a case of letting people grow their own plants, that you wouldn't have these strange strains. Like I remember at the time... I don't know, but I've, I've grown my... There was like opium mixed with some of it as well, you I know? Have, I, I, yeah. grew, I grew my own weed six years ago and it, it was just as... Just as good as the no, not maybe not just as good, but it was in the same leagues as the stuff that you'd buy in the streets in Amsterdam or in the coffee shop. Yeah, but I, I remember at the time, you know, when I was eighteen, there was stuff that was coming in, and people were saying, "Oh, this stuff is great; it'll have you tripping." It, it, yeah. they, they put opium into it. There's like a yeah. white streak through it, and there was opium in yeah. it. And I go, I mean, surely if you're mixing all those kind of chemicals, that's mm-hmm. probably John what you were experiencing too at the time. You know, all yeah, these types. I can remember getting that stuff you're talking about there. We, we, myself and the other fellow got that stuff, and we were laughing our heads off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you won't be laughing your heads off after three or four years, but I imagine, <laughs> when you've lost your job and, and your family and everything that goes along with it. Listen, lads, the guys and uh, girls as well, thank you very much indeed. I have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you to James and Sean and John and uh, Catherine as well. Uh, loads and loads of people texting in at uh, 0871880008. Um, uh, not it was called Pakistani black or red lab hash back in the day, says Morris. It was red lab and Pakistani black, Paki black is what they just used to call it. That's right. And then they had opiumated black, which was like a black kind of tarry looking hard stuff with white lines through it, which was, I believe, the opium that was in it. My gosh. Uh, how dangerous all that stuff was when I think about it. Um, there's such a bad name given to weed. People uh, have all these underlying conditions which, of course, weed can propel. Well, actually, that's not true because Sean has just said that he's not that a person, but he did become paranoid and so did John. Uh, those conditions delight a lot quicker, but people then go away and say, weed caused this. Uh, the weed did it to me. It's all in the person's head and mentally. And I'm not even reading another text. That's absolute utter nonsense. Complete and utter nonsense. I have to be honest with you. Um, in other words, you're saying to me that they might have these underlying conditions and that weed brings it forward, so don't blame the weed. Well, if the weed is bringing the underlying condition forward and making a person worse, well, of course it's the weed's fault. He goes on to say, anyway, but by legalising weed, maybe more research can be done. So, well, there's been loads of research already done. So we know exactly what we're getting and what strain will be best for the person. It's horrible having to get weed off a shady guy making it feel like you're getting heroin. Well, I agree with that part, by the way. Yes, we tend to mix with the wrong people. That's why they say it's a gateway drug too is because you're buying it off a person who might be selling heroin, might be selling cocaine or whatever else he happens to be selling to. So you're buying it off the same shady people who might encourage you to do other stuff too. So I absolutely understand that point you're making.